Hello friends and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast, where we discuss topics pertaining to homeschooling, being women of the word, and living in light of eternity. So whether you are single, married, or whatever your season of life, I pray you will find hope in Christ and encouragement from His word. I'm your host, Ruth Adams, and I'm so glad you are here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Adams, and am delighted that you are joining me today. On this episode of the podcast, I am just going to share an update on my past year, my process of grieving over the loss of my dad. He just, uh, well, we just experienced the one-year anniversary of his home going yesterday on January the 20th. And in all honesty, it has been a difficult year just facing grief and loss and um, walking through this process. And I know that many of you listening may also be going through loss or sorrow or grieving of one kind or another. And The Lord is so sweet and so kind to us to carry us through the trials and tribulations that we face as we are pilgrims on our way to our true home. And I feel like in this last year, I have learned a lot about the process of grieving, what heart-wrenching grief feels like, and hopefully it is It has built a greater empathy and compassion in my heart for those who are facing losses. I think of, I believe it's 2 Corinthians that talks about how that we are comforted with Christ's comfort and then we in turn can comfort others. And so I've had some thoughts on the grieving process because honestly, some of it has come as a shock to me, just some of the ways that I've felt and the emotions and processes that I haven't quite understood even what is going on with me. Why am I feeling this way? When am I going to feel normal again? Things like that. And I have a document where I've just put down some of my experiences over this past year. And I thought that I would just share with you the overarching thing I want you to take away is that the faithfulness of our Lord is strong even in our very dark, very um, just times where we just need to be carried basically because we can't carry ourselves. We're hurting too badly. And Jesus is our shepherd and he's our great high priest. And he is not a high priest who cannot empathize with our weaknesses and our sufferings because he came to this earth and he experienced the pain of this world and he cares and he is faithful to carry us through. And so I believe that when my father went to be with the Lord, I think that at first I was in shock. And in that first little season, I had a hard time just with basic things. Like I would walk in a room and I would think, why did I come in here? What, what, am I trying to accomplish? Um, I also found myself at times being overwhelmed by having a lot of people around me 
And then at other times I found myself feeling overwhelmed by being alone. And I didn't always know what I needed or what I wanted, but it was a time of just feeling kind of confused and like I don't feel like myself and I was just in shock. Um, eventually that kind of went more into just a time of deep sorrow and sadness and just really feeling the impact of this is permanent, he's not coming back. Even now, I sometimes have this feeling of I just can't believe that he's gone and that I will never be able to talk to him again. I have a picture of him on my desk and every day I see him smiling at me and I think I cannot believe that he is not here. But praise be to God, I know that our parting and our separation is only temporary. And that is our eternal hope because our hope is in Christ for all of eternity. One thing I found through this year in dealing with my grief is that I needed more of God's word to sustain me. That um, my I needed to be renewed in my mind all the more to battle my feelings of, you know, sadness and grief or sometimes feelings of hopelessness can set in because we're so overcome with our sadness. And so I needed more of God's word to renew my mind. And another thing that has helped me through this year has been music, um, the hymns of the faith. I love the hymns of the faith. I talk about it often and um, usually the final hymn, the final verse of a hymn will oftentimes end up talking about our eternal hope in heaven. And um, so that has been very helpful. Those deep doctrinal hymns that remind me of what Christ has done for us and how that our hope is in him and we need to cling to his promises and we need to keep our sights on eternity and also some really good solid worship music that can lift my my saddened weary heart to think with an eternal perspective and to remember that god is so worthy of our worship and that we always have hope in him so both through hymns and through worship music, even some music like Nathan Clark George, who often will take something like the Psalms and set it to beautiful instrumentation with the violin or the cello or, you know, just beautiful music to lift my soul up out of its despair and to help me to worship the Lord. And um, so that has been helpful I hope that through this process, I am able to be a, um, have more wisdom and understanding on how to help others who are grieving and facing loss. I have really been surprised that there are a lot of people that don't really know what to say when you've just lost someone dear to you, like your father. Um, some people don't acknowledge it because they don't really know what to say and they probably don't want to make you cry and they may be afraid they will say the wrong thing. And I know I have felt those same apprehensions. Other people may come up and tell you that 
they are so sorry for your loss and then start going on long stories about their losses and things. And sometimes when the pain is so fresh, um, it's, it's actually kind of hard to hear that. And so I think we need to be discerning and prayerful and realize that what the person really needs is to know that we care and that we love them and we recognize that they are suffering and that we are going to be praying for them. And the Lord can help us to know when to share more. And I just hope that maybe through this whole experience of facing such a great loss and recognizing kind of which responses with various friends were helpful and which were not. I had some friends who were great listeners and who allowed me to just talk and share the things that I wanted to share about the experience and um, how much I love and respect my father and just even just to listen to what the um, last three days were like as I sat with him just to let me talk. That was helpful for me and those friends who just sweetly listened and and acknowledged and then um, agreed, you know, with what I was sharing. Um, I think it's just everyone's different and I think the Lord will give us sensitivity when we pray and ask and discernment to know when we should say something and when we should just listen and when we should keep it brief or when it should the person really needs and wants to share and talk and so um, that was interesting too. I found that cards in the mail were encouraging to me. One sweet friend sent wind chimes and said that when I heard the wind chimes that I could remember my dad and that was really special. Um, I found that I needed to take time to rest so that I didn't get overwhelmed. When you are grieving, you are exhausting your emotional energy and sometimes you're not sleeping well at night and so I found that I needed to rest and I needed to have the word of God pouring in to renew my mind and I needed to um, worship and intentionally play hymns and worship music and allow myself to cry knowing that those tears are a gift from the Lord to help us to wash away everything that builds up inside and to to cry with others who are also experiencing grief over the loss, you know, family members, and to talk and to communicate. And um, just to know that the Lord cares. And I think of um, the verse that says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted from Matthew 5, 4. The Lord sees and he is our comforter. He is the greatest comforter. And I know that he's met me in sweet and kind ways throughout this year in various stages of this process where I can look back and say, the Lord sent encouragement through this person or through this encounter. There was a friend that goes way back from the time I was a child that I don't normally see. And the Lord allowed me to run into her at the store and we stood and we talked for a long time and she is someone who knows the pain of a great loss and we were able to talk and share and 
the Lord guides our steps and he provides the comfort and the help that we need when we look to him in these times and these seasons of sorrow. And then Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And I know that I definitely have felt that being crushed in spirit this last year, more so than ever before. We've been through some pretty hard trials in the past. When I had my last baby, I nearly died, and that was a tremendous trial. But this has topped all as far as heartbreak, just being crushed in spirit. And I can look back, it's been a year and see that the Lord has provided strength and grace for this journey. And I believe that he will continue to provide his strength and grace. The struggle is not over. I will continue to miss my dad. But over time, the Lord is um, bringing healing. And you know, there's life to live. There's responsibilities, there's stewardship of the people and the things that he has put before me to take care of and to minister to and to train my children, love my husband. You know, the Lord still has me here on this earth. He still has purposes for me. But it's interesting how when one you love so much precedes you in going to heaven it's interesting how it can really make heaven seem all the sweeter and how it's put, as Colossians 3 tells us, to set our minds on things above to really um, help me to have one foot in heaven, so to speak, and one foot on the earth. You know, just that when the time comes, I'm in no rush because I want to be here for my husband and my children and to fulfill God's purpose for me on this earth. But when he calls me home, um, what a joy to to go and to again be reunited with my father and it's helped me to think a lot about the eternal and about the heavenly and just to think about that a whole lot more you know what is the reality for my dad at this time and I've, I've read some books on heaven and been searching the scriptures. I want to read and know everything I can and look forward to. We know in scripture that it tells us no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive what God has in store for those who love him. And so we have an eternal hope, though, you know, in the temporary, in the here and now, we feel such a heavy weight of loss if we will look forward to the eternal and this life is such a just a I know that losing my dad has caused me to really think over his life and respect him all the more and treasure him and there truly is something so deep in that connection of you know the bloodline to father child child to parent just um you know, knowing that I could say something and my dad would get it. He would know what I'm saying and so much of what I think and how I think and how I respond comes from him and that we could look at each other and get each other's thoughts without even saying anything. You know, those kinds of things, knowing that no matter what, my dad would love me and he would be proud of me. 
and losing him has felt like the rug has been pulled out from underneath me in a way because I realize all the more how much he really was a strong foundation in my life and I had only ever known having him and so it feels so strange to not have him. I can remember when I was younger and I would think, well, if I have any kind of question about the Christian life or about the Bible or doctrine or anything, I can just call dad and he'll have the right answer. And of course, now I know nobody has all the right answers. There's things that we'll never completely understand until we reach heaven, but I really respected my dad and he had a lot of wisdom and he had a lot of the word of God stored up in him and he truly had a heart for outreach and ministry and sharing the gospel. He loved to write, he loved to preach and to teach and um, I just really want to live out that legacy of faith that he left. I want to be a daughter that he would be proud of. I want to stand on his shoulders and continue on the things that he was passionate about, which, you know, I'm talking about knowing the word and being able to rightly divide the word and discern and be a Berean. When we hear people teach things, is this really lining up with scripture? And sharing the love of Christ with others along his path. I, I want to live out what he modeled, how he would always talk about the Lord and what the Lord was doing or his faithfulness or what he was learning, what he was reading in scripture. I want to continue on living those things out that my dad modeled for me. And, you know, ultimately, my heavenly father is still here for me even though i can't call on my earthly father for now and praise of god this separation is a temporary thing and i can't wait until one day i'm going to be able to have a reunion with my father and we will be able to once again visit together and worship the lord around the throne and um, you know, I, I feel like so much of what happens here in this life and the way that we prioritize and live for Christ or live for the world, you know, the choices that we make, I, I feel like there is a, such a connection into eternity and what we do here will impact us for eternity. And my father lived his life well for the glory of God. He finished his race and his course well. And I just look forward to that time where we're going to be together again. And um, I feel like, you know, there's things that we missed out on this side of heaven because of his disease and his declining health. And for many years, him going downhill physically and even being mentally confused at the end, there's... There's things that I so wish, years, things I wish could have been different, but in heaven, all of that's going to be remedied, and he's going to be completely whole, and I just look forward to that, to being able to be together for eternity, worshiping the Lord, and to be able to pick up where we left off, this side of heaven, 
So I hope that these things are encouraging to you. I don't know what deep burdens, sorrows you may be facing. None of us know what's around the corner. But I do want to testify to the fact that God is good and he is faithful. And he is carrying us when we cannot carry ourselves. And he um, provides sweet mercies and graces and encouragements. And I won't, for time's sake, go through each one that he has provided for me through this year. But there have been moments where he has reminded me through circumstances that he knows and he cares and he sees and all is well because I am his and he is he is here he's he sees he knows he's carrying us through and with time broken hearts heal the the loss never goes away the missing my dad will never go away but the Lord is working grace in my heart and it is special to see where he's bringing good even of things that hurt Um, he works all things together for good I will never understand fully why my dad had to get Parkinson's at such a young age and such struggle for 25, 30 years of his life and how that impacted our family in many ways. Or even why, you know, God would want to call him home at such a young age when he was otherwise super healthy, very healthy. And I believe he'd still be jogging down the road if he hadn't had the Parkinson's disease. He loved to exercise, and he had a strong heart, and he was very healthy. Um, But I'm not God, and I don't see everything. And my, my dad had a doctorate in ministry, and he had a passion for sharing the gospel. He would just want to share Christ wherever he was. And I thought... I don't understand the reason for all of this. But my husband reminded me that God called Charles Spurgeon home at even a younger age than my dad. So, you know, I've thought about it and I've thought, I wonder if it's almost like a job transfer where the people high up in management in a corporation, in a company, will say, I'm going to move this person over here because they're going to do better at this job and we're going to rearrange these employees to have new positions and what if you know God in his sovereignty says I want to bring these people home because I have work for them to do in heaven I need Charles Spurgeon in heaven I need my Don Griffin in heaven you know and it's a promotion for them and God knows what we don't know Um, I believe that death is just kind of like a horizon, that it's just as far as we can see this side of heaven. And God, for reasons only he in his sovereignty knows, called my dad to this journey of sickness for many years and suffering and eventually called him home at an earlier age than he would have otherwise gone home. But the Lord knows. And to me, it's helpful to think of it like that. And death is not the end. It seems like the end, but it's only the beginning for the child of God. And so if I can see this as the Lord gave him basically a job transfer to serve him in ways that I cannot see right now, but I can trust the Lord 
that he does only what is good and right for his children, and that if we cooperate with his plans, all will be for our good and for his glory. There's something I read from a book that I thought was really sweet and encouraging. Um, it is a liturgy for the anniversary of a loss, and it's from the book Every Moment Holy. And I'm just going to read it to you now. And in light of any trials or burdens or grieving that you may be experiencing, I hope that this blesses you. A liturgy for the anniversary of a loss. I have felt its approach in the back of my mind, O Lord, like a burden tilting toward me across the calendar. I have felt its long approach, and now it has arrived. This is the day that marks the anniversary of my loss, and waking to it, I must drink again from the stream of a sorrow that cannot be fully remedied in this life. O Christ, redeem this day. I do not ask that these lingerings of grief be erased, but that the fingers of your grace would work this memory as a baker kneads a dough till the leaven of rising hope transforms it from within into a form holding now in that same sorrow the surety of your presence so that when I look again at that loss I see you in the deepest gloom of it weeping with me even as I hear you whispering that this is not the end but only the still gray of the dawn before the world begins and if that is so then let that which broke me upon this day in a past year now be seen as the beginning of my remaking into a Christ follower, more sympathetic, more compassionate, and more conscious of my frailty and of my daily dependence upon you as one more invested in the hope of the resurrection of the body and the return of the King than ever I had been before. Let this lost hollowed day arrive in years to come as the kindling of a fire in my bones spurring me to seek in this short life that which is eternal let the past wound and the memory of it push me to be present with you in ways that i was not before may the lord use all of our burdens and trials and griefs towards that end to draw us closer to his heart, that we may fulfill his purposes in our lives for our sanctification and for the work, the kingdom work that he has called us to do. May the Lord bless you. I appreciate you tuning into this episode. And if you have been encouraged by what you have heard, would you consider leaving a review or a star rating for the podcast? Those reviews and ratings go so far in helping other ladies to find the podcast. Also, for more encouragement, I invite you to check out my website, LegacyHomeschoolReflections.com. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, and I will look forward to talking with you next time. Bye for now.